Welcome to the Everton Army podcast. My name's John, and today I'm joined by Graham, Paul, and Lee in the house. How are we doing, fellas? All right, mate. How's it going, John? You all right, Not boys? Bad, mate. Yeah, sound. Plenty to discuss today, boys, so we'll just get straight into it. So, Everton have today signed an agreement with Lango Rourke, which will lock in the stadium costs and see the contractor deliver the next and final phase of the development of Bramley Moor Dock. So, any thoughts on that, boys? Uh, yeah, um, it's great news, isn't it, mate? Um... I think, like a lot of Evertonians, you've always got that little bit of fear that it's not going to happen. I think that's just the Everton. It's like the name of the podcast, isn't it? Everton, aren't we? We just expect things are going to go wrong. But yeah, I think that's the final confirmation for me. Like, as long as it, 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 that construction firm's going to put it up, going to build it, sorry, then, you know, it's all systems go, isn't it? So, happy days. Definitely, yeah, mate, definitely. Yeah, it's a good move, to be fair. Like, um, as I say, they've been, they've been involved in it now for for a long time and so we are now that they're gonna be finishing it all off as well. It's um just a bit of bit of positivity coming out of the club in it, you know, especially over the recent months what's been going on with the club from the top to the bottom. So it's just a bit of fresh air. But we, we always say when they when the chips are down, they'll always announce the uh, stadium news. But, um... <laughs> yeah, we're getting away with it this week. We're actually in a good mood this week, so they put it out while we're actually feeling all right, haven't they? Yeah, the Blues are happy at the minute. Like, yeah. so, uh, Makes a change. Say, mate, no, it's coming on nice, mate. It's, uh, you know, it is. It's great. I love to have them past it and seeing like, the Everton badges and that on the walls and that. It's great. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I yeah. say, mate. It's like, because we haven't had, well, we've had a terrible season, I mean, let's be honest, but if it was any other season, we'd be absolutely buzzing that that stadium's going up. But while we're often above that relation zone, we, we haven't been able to enjoy it, have we? So I'm going to try and enjoy it this week because we should be enjoying it. It's it's something to really look forward to. It is, mate. Yeah, definitely. You know, and even even just not just about Everton, just as the city as a whole, like that, that part of where the ground's going, it's just going to light up that area because, you know, it has been run down, it has been derelict and or I get these type of markets there and that, which did bring a bit of business, but it's just gonna, it's just gonna, it's gonna shine. It's yeah, gonna but be me, what, what about Jeff from West Derby? Where's he gonna walk his dog? But you know what? I just think, I just think you just, we're better to have it right on the Mersey as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, it's, it, it's just gonna bring life back into the docks. Yeah, I thought it on me, you know, after the uh, the Echo Arena situation, I thought we wouldn't get one on the Mersey after that. So I'm really glad it's there, like. Yeah. Yes. You know, we are. We're very lucky, to be fair. And as I say, it's it's give it the next twelve months. You, you it's just gonna you'll see it shaping really quick. Like the groundwork at the minute, you don't see nothing that's going in. You know, and that this is where the whole, all the hard work goes into, like the ground and inside it, and just putting the foundations in. You know, the thing is, well, lads, we're always like led to believe that Everton, well, at the moment, financially, we're in a bit of a bad way, but there must be some something in place if that's going ahead, you know what I mean? It can't be all doom and gloom, can it, on the financial part, surely? I think, I, I think to you, uh, Paul, I, th- I think it's it's too far not to be done now, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's got there, but just, just to go back on something you said there, like, it's it's absolutely devastating that they be excited about every single post coming out. You know, as we're hovering above the relegation zone, yeah. like it, it just makes staying up even more important as if it wasn't the be all and end all for us anyway. Because imagine the legacy of Goodison and the last season in the championship. Devastating, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It's it's not yeah. it's it's frightening, isn't it, really? Well, like you just it's it'd be it'd be the ultimate Everton, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah, but do you know what as well, like, you know, 
as you say, um, you look at the grounds, and as you just said, then Graham, you know, you know it, it should be all happy times. But I think this year, if we do stay up, I think we've just got to reflect, and I think we've just got to appreciate where we are at this present moment with Everton. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I think we have been a bit too ambitious, and where we deserve to be at a club. Because yeah. I think the last four, five years, I don't think we deserve to have been where we have been. Because you know, when I'm not being negative here, I'm just trying to be realistic. I think we should just look back if we stay up this season and just think. You know, oh, it can't this be celebrated. Was... It can't be celebrated. No, the... yeah, yeah, what I'm trying to say is basically like it was a close shave. Yeah, of thing. And I think yeah. we've just got to appreciate that we have got to start from the very bottom now with a team. Yeah. You know, just just going to say, but you know what? And and if we do, and and don't get me wrong, last this time last week, I I, I was confident we were going down. But uh, you know, if we do stay up and we get that monkey off our back, regardless, Premier League next season, the foundations are in place. The four pillars are put up at each side of the stadium. It's just all going to be positive. Even yeah, yeah. even the likes of the players, like it'll be what. So they don't reckon it'll be ready for the start of the season after, but maybe midway through. Like they are the players that are going to be playing in that stadium, the players that are coming in that we're going to be going for, which I'm sure we'll touch on later. They'll not be showing, oh, this is Goodison Park and this is our home. It'll be like, yeah, this is where we're playing now, but look at where we're going. Look yeah, at the plans in the stadium. That. Yeah. yeah. Or two years ago, signing or Carlo, even when Carlo Ancelotti was saying, I want to walk this team out of Goodison, it felt, it felt so far away. Maybe yeah. it did for you guys, but it, 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 I, then I was like, Still feels far off, you know, but yeah, yeah, we've had that many failed ground moves. Sorry, Graham, that we just like it, it has, we haven't been able to believe it. You get what I mean? Fully, we haven't like yeah. bought into it, but now I have I've bought into it now. I think it's there's not stopping it now. No, yeah, just touching, just touching back there what you said about Angelotti. You know, he's come out this week and said, hasn't he? Like, you know, when sort of he said he wouldn't have gone to any other club, he said, but Real Madrid come calling, and you know, it's obviously a club that he loves going, you know, he loves that club. and he just said, you know, his intentions weren't to, he said, I know he upset a lot of Evertonians. So he sees what happens and, you know, you know, is, you know, he loved it here. You know, he was really happy. He was really settled. And yeah. I think he was part of this, this new stadium. You know, he, he could, I think he could see himself being there. But as I say, things change when Real Madrid come knocking for him. And to be fair, right, a, you, you can't turn it down. You know, yeah, you look at the way he played last, last night. night. Yeah, yeah but exactly. You I'd know. love Lampard to be the one to take us in at all Definitely. Well, you took the, you, you, you know, I was going <laughs> to, no, I was going to cover that, lad. No, you're, you're sweet because I just think after this year, if this season, you know, it's been the worst season I can ever remember yeah. as being an Evertonian. And I just think we all, the majority of Evertonians wanted Lampard and, you know, his presence, he's come in and he has, he's, he's changed, he's changed the attitude within the club and within the, within the stadium. You know, and I just think this year is massive for him. And I can see Lampard being with us for a very, very long time. And I don't know yeah. why, but I, I can. I can see him being here as long as Moyes, if I'm being honest. In my I opinion. hope so, mate. Because he's surprising. I think we feel a bit of a connection with him. Like at the massive. final whistle there in the ground, it was it was great just seeing him come on. And I know we have a go at Liverpool when Klopp comes on and gives it the all, you know, putting his hands up in the air and getting the cop going. But you know what? It does make a difference. See, you know, I actually responded to it and the thousands around me responded to it as well it's good to see like that's what we want definitely it's nice to see a manager sorry Greg go on mate no no I was just going to say 
I, I really want Lampard to lead us in too. And the thing that we've we've spoken about, and obviously the thing that, that brought us together was talking about Frank Lampard bringing an identity, you know, bringing this, <clears throat> excuse me, this this perception of what we're supposed to be, you know, this this we are Everton, this Everton attitude, this Everton team, you know, you could watch a team play in, in any colour and know that that's Lampard's Everton team, do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's going to go well as long as he can put his stamp on it. Now, I, th- I really do think he will. Glimpses of him adapting against Manchester United without going back to previous matches and stuff really, but I really hope we do, and I really hope that we've bought into this legacy and see that he can hopefully bring us and this philosophy that he, that he'll imprint in the team. Yeah, spot yeah. on, mate. Definitely, mate. It's uh, yeah. looking positive, isn't it? Yeah, it is, mate. And to be fair, you know, Moyes connected with the fans. You know, we thought he was we we classed him as one of us. Um, since he's left, I don't really see that connection. We haven't really connected with any other manager. You know, yeah. I think we all love Carlo Ancelotti because we tried a bit with Martinez, didn't we? But I think we yeah. sort of like, you know, yeah, he fooled but... us basically. In my opinion, he fooled us that first season because he had yeah. Moises' defense and he got Lukaku in, he got Gareth Barry, and it all looked great. But then it it quickly fell apart after that. Can I yeah. just chime in there, Paul? But the, this is something I've thought about on that too. But do you know Martinez? Us as fans under Moyes, we never had our heart broken. Now, people talk about, like, you listen now in, on Space, and there's lot, lots of great opinions on there, and everyone's talking. But the one thing that we're all at fault is no one can criticize anything Frank Lampard does. Don't want them gone. That's the sound yeah. of a broken hearted fan base. We've had our heart, we're, we're, you know what I mean? We're like a miserable yeah. boyfriend, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're afraid they fall in love with a manager because you're going you're to waiting for it to happen yeah. all the time, aren't you? And yeah. we dipped our toe. We actually bought Andy and John. You know, we're just waiting yeah. for the next fucking frying pan to hit us in the face. <laughs> well, yeah, we're waiting for frying pan to leave, aren't we? We're just waiting like, for it. walking around the wrecks. Ultimately, it's we all buy Andy. It. We all, yeah. we all, we all want it, and we we didn't find that love with Cumin. We didn't find that love with Silva. We didn't find that with Alderlice. We didn't find nothing. And we're just looking at each other and we're looking at the board and the club and going, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's why I like Lampard because he, 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 he says us and, you know, he, I watched an interview and he said he bought into the club already even though he's only been there five minutes. That's what we want. We want, we want Everton to, to feel like us against the rest of the world type thing. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. You've got to buy into the club. You've got to and buy into us and we'll buy yeah. into you and we'll give it back to him. Like I want, and I think. Sorry, no. I was just going to say I want to be hated as a club for the right. Yeah. Do you know? What I mean? Not because the wrong. Because we win, Why? Because we, we want to be hated because we win. We battle all that there. I don't want this whole ah uh, pat patting the head. Like my brother's a fucking copite. I remember when we got Benitez, basically getting a pat off the head from him, saying, "He'll do all right." We use. He might even eventually get you a cup. And I was just like, mate, I didn't even reply to his message. To be honest with you, just it was, yeah. I, them, them pictures of him with Klopp the other day made me sick. Well, that's what the club done to us, didn't he? In the summer, he sort of made us fucking accept it. You know what I mean? It was like we had no choice, did we? We just had to go along with it, and it was embarrassing, really. Yeah, it was it. actually embarrassing. Broken hearted fan base, Paul, because we were yeah. sitting. Oh, sorry to chat over Just, but it goes back to that broken hearted fan base. We looked, looked around, and fans who never thought they would have said it. We're saying, look, we have to get behind him. Even I was saying, well, shrugging his shoulders. I don't want them. It's not because he was a cop out. It's because 
Britain, I believe, is 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 good dinosaur tactics, like like most people thought. But we shrugged and went on with it, even though we knew by Christmas they'd be gone. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. just not defeated. But punch, do you know what I mean? We're among me yeah, yeah. and that sort of way, and hopefully now we can stand up. Lampard can bring us away and and we can achieve. As we as we're just chatting about, and I know we've went off on a tangent, but it's literally touching dust, touching distance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, mate. This, this, this is the this is the beauty of the club, though, isn't it? You know, we can talk. We're saying we're going to cover these little certain topics, and we can easily just go off the road and talk about because we've got. <laughs> it is like a drama that's never got good news. Um, <laughs> you know, and you're just waiting. You, you, we are. We we just wait for the inevitable. You know, we're all saying Lampard's going to walk if this carries on. And, you yeah. know, I, I can't see that. I haven't. Can you know? It's not going to happen. You know, and Lampard's no, super special to do that. I just yeah, think. I've never connected, you know, I've never felt a connection, you know, I think, and and again, I'll mention Angelotti, I think he was unlucky because we didn't benefit him enough because we had him for the season and then COVID hit and we missed so much and, you know, we missed Rodriguez, we missed a superstar turning up and playing at Goodison and, you know, playing with our shirt on his back and he loved it here and he'd have loved it even more with fans and... I oh, think Angelotti... We would have absolutely adored oh, him. We would have and I think this, you know, and I'm going off the subject that I'm trying to explain here. Basically, I'm trying to say Lampard's brought this connection back that I feel with Moyes. Yeah, um, But with Rodriguez, I think Rafa Benitez was petrified to play him because he knew the fans would absolutely idolise him. And they just, we'd, we'd hate Rafa if he got yeah. rid of him, if he was playing football for Everton. 100%. Definitely. You know, so, you know, I think at the time when Rafa come in, you know, I was, I, I just went, let's just get him in, you know, because... It, we just need to fix this. We would, would I, I was, I was classing it as being desperate. I was just like, let's just hope this is the, this is the fix now. And if anything, mate, it just turned the way I was feeling to like an even lower level of where I was. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, the first couple of games that we had, it was just like, you know, it was we were like, oh yeah, yeah. And one of my mates, Paul BT, BT did. He hit this nail on the head at the very beginning. He said. You know, he'll hit the ground on him. And he said, as soon as he starts losing games, the pressure will just mount on him. And I didn't think we'd go on a route the way we did. And I didn't think it'd last as long as it did. So... Yeah. Let's not go on about that. Exactly. You know, yeah. that's what I'm saying. You can easily go yeah. off, but I'm buzzing speaking, with Lampard. Speaking of leaving, David Unsworth is set to leave his position as the club's academy director and under-23s manager to pursue his ambition of becoming a first-team manager. Since becoming the club's under-21s manager in 2013, he has overseen significant success for the under-23 side, winning the Premier League 2 in 2016-17 and again in 2018-19. There's evidence to suggest that Thelwell may have, may have been involved in that decision, but we don't know for sure. So what do we make of that Unsworth leaving then? Um, well, I think it is Kevin Thelwell written all over it, personally. Um, obviously, I can't back with anything, but... I can just go by what I see in front of me. Um, it's no qu- no coincidence that Nicholson started his role yesterday or on Monday, yeah. and and this has happened. Um, welcome into the club. I'm watching his uh, interview for the club, and I watched it back today. And you know what? It it just it resonates of of the inevitable. Um, yeah. The thing he was talking about. So. Ground like he 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 got his coaching badges through the Welsh FA. Um, he was the academy director at Derby and Wolves, and then went on to be the director of football at Wolves. 
Um, and then he was the head of sport at, uh, at, at Red Bull New York. Yeah, so I'll give him about Tim as well. So he's got every coaching badge he can possibly get, hasn't he? Yeah. He's basically worked in every role except first team coach as a you know, manager. But um, he's, he's been like 13s. 14s, 15, 16, 18 coach, you know what I mean? He's did all those there. So uh, just looking at those, like it, it just screams it. But um, when he was at uh, Rebel New York, he he had a director of football that worked underneath him. He was the head of sport. And from his own wife, he, he was hands-on from youth and everything. He fielded the youngest side with an average age of 22 in the MLS to compete. Yeah. You know, so... So, so it's there. He was coming up with a lot of things, but he was saying, like, his main aim is to strengthen the pipeline to the first team. That's that's another point that I was just going to touch on there. There's a new coach come in called Kevin Nicholson, as you touched on earlier, um, and he's going to be the new coach educator at the club. So his role will basically be working closely with all the coaches in the academy to ensure that the club's identity and philosophy are aligned and embedded across all age groups within the academy. Yeah, so so it's no secret that they've came in and looked at it and said, right, Onze, you're you're here now years. Um, you've won a two Premier League twos in a cup. We, I think, one of them was the oldest under twenty three side they won. You know that, and it, it's all Umani good. Those Asso. accolades. What's that? Paul? He had Umani Ass up front, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> a fine one. But. See, sorry, I was just going to say on um, the biggest question, right? So Onsworth, fair enough, he did all that, and he's you can say jobs for the boys and all this. All you know what my biggest gripe is. So you look at that; those teams that Premier League twos, your likes of Kieran Doyle, uh, obviously Adam Oldman. You know the, the, those youth who were up and down and stuff, but he. he Tom Davies even and stuff like that but why why was there such a gap it's his job they build that you know, they bridge that gap they coach yeah. them they nurture them and, and move them in Kieran, Kieran Doyle had a glass ceiling he didn't even he didn't even get a sniff at the first team under any other manager yeah. yet he was great things he was going to the, to the championship and banging them in for North do you know what I mean John Joe Kenny had a great time away at uh, uh, Schalke came back it all went wrong just for me I, I just feel like these players on the right way he's, he's nearly just been I think it was more I think it was more for his self game I think he was trying to do it to put his put his name on the map um, yeah. but I think Hunsworth will be the first of many to go um, you know we're hearing little rumours around like the spaces and stuff that Duncan Ferguson's on his way out John Ebro you know whether it's going to be, and others to others to follow. Um, I've said in my opinion for a long time, there's people in that academy that have got too much to say, and I think they've got too much power. Yeah. So I think now with these new faces coming in, who are football men, you know, who are people who are going to come in and do as a do a job. Not that they've got loyalty for Everton Football Club, but it's their job to put Everton Football Club back where we belong. Um, and again. Rome weren't built in a day. Do you know what I mean? So it's gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna take one or two years this. You know, we are basically a reset, a restart, you know. Yeah. And these people coming in now, you know, 
I've got no issues. I've got no issues with Unsworth leaving and the politics behind it. I couldn't care less. Yeah, it what is. I like about it, sorry, is just that, you know, the way they say they're going to get the teams aligned. You know, so that basically means they want all the teams from, I don't know, under 10s up to under 23s, whatever, to play yeah. exactly the same way as the first yeah. team. Now, exactly. I hate to use Liverpool as an example because we hate them, don't we? Let's be honest. But they have a, a young kid who comes into their team and he, he doesn't look out of place because he knows how they play. Do you get what yeah. I mean? Definitely. Yeah, I need that because we'll have a kid who comes in the team and he's like, well, where do we go? What do we do? What's my role in the team? So it's we've got to get it all aligned. So I'm, I'm, I think it's quite positive to be honest. It shows Definitely. that that Thelwell is, which we're assuming it's him. It shows that he's uh, he's starting to shake things up a bit. I think it's good news, me. Yeah, even with the likes. Sorry, even with no. the likes of Nick, we're talking about Thelwell and Nicholson. You know, basically having all these guys reading off the same handbook and and, and playing the same way. What's they say at Christmas? Patterson gets a bad injury. It's it's a few days off transfer day, and Lampard goes on. They saying, "I need this right back that can do this or can do that there to keep this team taking over." And rather than spending the money, Nicholson, when did you last go and watch under twenty threes and under eighteen? Yeah. Get here, he can do exactly that. Why don't we give him a pop? Let's get him on first team training the next couple of days and see how he fares up. Do you know what I mean? Things like that. There seems to be that absence at the club. Like, even talking about it, I think one of the main reasons Dominic Calvert Lunan was such a success. Yes, he bought him. Yes, brilliant. Thank you. But at the end of the day, you're doing your job. You'll be bringing someone on at youth level or, or coaching some of that many plotettes. But ultimately, Dominic Calvert Lewin has probably only been as successful. Out of that setup, yeah. At an early, he was fast tracked into the first team, so if he might never have became that sort of player, and it's yeah, all good. I mean, the devil's advocate, but you know what? It's it screams change. It's just as 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 time's up. Yeah, it's been up for a while. That was going to be my next question. Actually, I was going to say, uh, Unsworth is obviously in the progression. They have several young players, including Tom Davis, Anthony Gordon, and Joe Kenny. Holgate and Calvert Lewin. So, how many of those have been successful, and what do you what do you class as success? Me personally, I would say Dominic Calvert Lewin. Yeah, because we've seen the natural progression for him. I know we split opinion, but we've seen a striker who run around a lot, would chase an empty packet of crisp all across Goodison Park. He would chase absolutely everything, but he wouldn't score enough goals. Fast forward twelve months, he's scoring loads of goals. Getting in the England team, he's got a big profile, so I'd say he's been a success to be honest. But I'd say Tom Davis, he he was almost there, but I don't know, but I don't know what it is with Tom. I'm, I'll have to, I have to be completely honest. I I don't see it personally. I think yeah. he burst into the team, and I think he's a victim of that for that first showing. You know what I mean? Where he looked really, and he did look really, really good. But yeah. I yeah. just don't think his body's developed or something's gone wrong. I don't know what it is, or he's been playing with shite. I don't know, or too many managers. I don't know, but I'd say out of all them, definitely Dominic Calvert-Lewin and maybe Mason Holgate. You could make an argument for possibly. Yeah, but uh, just touching on that though, Paul, with a uh, you know a, a, a class Tom Davis is like a bit like an an Awobi to be individually managed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is something lacking. I don't know whether the Premier League's changed because he is more like an old school midfielder. I don't know whether they. You know, the game's gone too quick for him. I don't know. You know, he might work under Lampard when he's fit. You know, but 
I just think you know Calvert Lewin. I totally agree with you, and I think uh, I think I'm going to put Andy Gordon in that category as well. I think he's going to be something oh, yeah. special, you know what, especially with like I've just especially with like Gordon. Lampard managing being managed by Frank Lampard. Paul, who, who else do you yeah. want? Lad? Who, who no, to be honest with you, I've forgotten about Gordon. I apologise for that. Do you know what I mean? And I just think none of us, none. Uh, I was just going to say, none of us seen Gordon coming. Gordon didn't come in six months ago. Do you know what I mean? Not as, yeah, it's, it's, of course. Something, some, the penny dropped somewhere. But Tom Davies there, he's been fiercely mismanaged. It's unfair for him, but he's he's missed out so much of those core skills that he needs. Like actually understand. Because yes, he's he's good as a six collecting the uh, challenges and, and and do good things when the plays in front of him, but he hasn't got any awareness, and that's that's the course. It's one of the core skills he needs for playing. Would you, in say, this. Playing, would you say that maybe this time out of the team and out of the limelight type of thing? Because I know being in the grounds, if Davis was ever coming on, he was like, "Oh fucking hell, here we go." It's Tom Davis. Not everyone like, but. Do you think now he's been out the team for a while? It might the fans might appreciate him a little bit more. I, I know personally, I probably will. I was never against him by any means. I always wanted him to do well, but I'm, I just feel it maybe at the time now. I, th- I think it's all moved along a bit too quickly for him, and I, I think Davis's best uh, years could be ahead of him at an Oracle at Everton. To be honest, I think we're going in a different yeah. direction. We all want him to be. The cap, like the captain of Everton, basically him and Anthony Gordon. Imagine that, you know what I mean? The two of them being absolutely yeah. for Everton. It's the dream, isn't it? Them two, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think Tom Davis would fit in. You know, if he'd just be like just like a number in the team, you know, he'd do the shift as long as he's got like better players around him. I think he'd settle in more. It, it's more of a like if we relied on him, I don't think he's up for the task. But I do think again, you hit the nail on the head, don't Lee, when you said maybe the game is a bit too fast for them because when I watch him. I always say I joke around on Twitter and people have had a go. He's like he's running in with a diver's boots on. Yeah. I mean, he just doesn't look mobile enough to me. But as I say, that could be he could be a victim of circumstances and stuff. You know, we, yeah, we Everton haven't been great for the last five or six years after the end. Yeah. So you know, but you look at the likes of like Andre Pirlo. Do you know what I mean? I'm not comparing him to them. But what I'm saying is, he used he never used to run. He never used to get about. But he could just run the game just by walking around the pitch. And yeah, he just yeah. floats. He just floats, and the the simplest pass and make the biggest difference and change games just through one little pass. But I think you know, I think these midfielders have got to realise who they've got as a manager now. And I think Andy Gordon's thriving off Adam Lampard. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think Tom Davis, if he can, if he can't really hit the ground running with Lampard, then as Graham said, he he may as well be better than another team. Yeah, but because of I the, think I as well, go on, Greg. No, sorry, man. I was just going to say, just for passes by because mm. we've spent a lot of time on Tom Davis. But uh, you could even look closer to home. Never mind looking at Italy, but like look at Leon Osman, similar player. Do you know what I mean? Like appreciate Osman until he was like thirty-two. He hadn't had his peak. He was about thirty-two. Do you know what I mean? He only really had those, yeah. those maybe years where he was fully appreciated in the team. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He just had a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Cosman had a little bit more feistiness about him, no, do you know what I mean? He I think like, he had better feet as well. Like, I think yeah, he, he was. My, I, in my opinion, Osman was like, well, not let's not go on to Osman too much, but he's massively underrated. I thought, yeah, yeah. Paul, look who he was playing around, but, but you know, he had that, yeah. But what I'm trying you know. to say is, I think Osman, Osman had a better pathway because he came in this, it was 
constantly there and trusted him. They could come. Tom Davies has been let down by five managers. Yeah. He has been. He's, been. he's been overlooked. Told he wasn't good enough. You know, anytime he was brought up in the press for negative reasons, do you know what I mean? So, Osman, but I just. Osman, I, Osman sorry, Osman go players. Yeah, Osman had good players around him, though. Yeah, the likes of Arthur. Yeah, that's what I mean. Just like run the midfield, you know, the, the likes of Carsley. You know, these. And that's what I'm saying. I think if Tom Davis was in that line instead of Osman, I think he'd have done. And I just think. Yeah, that's the had, point. Can you? Yeah, yeah, and I agree with you, Gray. And I just think if Tom Davis, if we had good midfielders around him, you know, who could basically let him just sit back and do his job, and we're putting like like Fellaini. Fellaini was like an unsung hero when he was with us, but he done he done he done the hard work. He put a shift in, and he just killed. He'd slow the yeah. game like that. They have him back, eh? You well, know, this, this is where we're missing like a leader in the squad, isn't it? Someone to really course. get a grip of him, and you know, a Roy Keane type character in the middle. Yeah. You pass the mantle on to him. I think you know, going back to the point, though, I think we have the, the we haven't had enough talent coming through in the academy. I tell you, if you if you're only mentioning three or four players, then it's failed, doesn't it? In my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Me. You have yeah, to be realistic, too, Paul. Don't hear Hamill. Yeah, we've not. Sorry, like we've uh, you know we've not like made we've not like sold any young youth on and made money out of them. Whereas other clubs like City, Chelsea, you know they. They basically planted themselves by getting buying every single youth player they could, and then bringing them. And if they weren't Chelsea players, they were making big money on, or they'd loan them out, and they were playing the yeah. game. And that's why Chelsea, Chelsea and City now more Chelsea still because they're loanees. You know the likes of like Gallagher, who's out there, lost his cheek, was out there, who's now playing first team football for Chelsea. Yeah, you know they've they've got the they've got the monopoly of these young players, and that's because they were getting these kids from like. 13, 14 years of age. And You've had the nail completely in the head there, yeah. Definitely. And I just think, you know, where does Everton, you know, it's we've missed the boat on so many players where we could have brought in and made money off them. Instead, they've gone on free transfers or they've just fizzled away and never to be seen again. Yeah. You know, whereas Chelsea, it's more like a business and they're so established now. And this is why they're, they're entering into Champions League finals a lot quicker than other clubs did. Um, you know, you look at City were thriving to get to the Champions League and they, they want to win that. That's their pinnacle now. That's what they want. And you know, you, you just you look at the likes of Chelsea. And even last night they were unlucky last night. But lost his cheek, how many times has he been out on loan? Yeah. You know, and I just think, you know, and and he's still what, thirty thirty five billion pound player? You know, and if they sold him this season, they wouldn't they wouldn't miss him. Point there. I think as well, you know, what's what's extremely well just it's just coming my head here as you as you're as you're saying all that. Ultimately, too, we've invested maybe three or four million into these youth players, and then the club absolutely shit themselves and think we have to give them another contract because uh we're we're gonna miss out on that three million, so someone might buy in for two million, they recoup some of it back, and they don't. What it just Matty Pennington at this club? It was twenty seven when he left. Twenty eight as a yeah. youth player. Like what? What's that about? He kept investing money, thinking someone would come and buy them. You never hear of our players going for high profile loans. It's always the team struggling in League One. And, you know, it's it's absolute. And if all else fails, just send them to Tramir. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely yeah. scandalous. It's, it's it's good news that you know, they're mixing it up a bit now and we've got new people who've got absolutely nothing to do with Everton as well, by the way. So that, that's what we have to do. We have to be a professional football club now. Not like a, 
come on lads, you play for us, you can have a job now. No, we, we want to win, we want to be successful. And that's yeah. the way to go, in my opinion. Not, even, not even just that. Sorry, sorry, just just closing. Oh. I know you want to move on, John. But again, that bringing up the jobs for the boys, just to close it off. This this is one of the biggest issues. And people hear jobs for the boys, and they just think, "Oh, I job." Ever. That's not the thing. These guys shouldn't be anywhere near the club. Everton should be their career, the end of the ladder. That should be what they're aiming for. Like. Even I wanted Rooney and whenever we got a sniff of him because things were so bad with Benitez. But it should be a case of, no, you've got to earn it, earn it, and earn it again to get a chance at it. Oh, come on in, because they're already getting their dream job. Yeah. Where's the hunger? Yeah. Where's the desire? Where, where's Here's what here's what I can bring to you. They're coming in green. Definitely it's so amazing. frustrating. And everybody too, gone. that's... That was the backlash when Josie Baxter came to the club. It wasn't a oh, boy's Baxter and look at his history. No one cares because you know what? The same people go out the weekends and do the same things. That guy was just high profile and it all went tits up. Yeah. Oh no, and and you feel bad for the but it's not a case of uh he didn't end the job. No, exactly. People are saying, What can he bring? It's not a case of why are you giving him a job? Look what he done, look what he did with his career. It's yeah. Oh, we're just we're just teaching him the ropes. That's fine, but after six weeks apprenticeship, you're going to give him a job coaching under fourteens. Oh, yeah, right. well, Fran, he's not going to learn Jeffers anything. Franny Jeffers is another one. Well, that and you don't even have to go into that one. How he messed that up. So, <laughs> yeah, sorry to Franny Jeffers if you're listening in, lad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, I'm just going to throw Spannon in the works here because apparently Kevin Nicholson, right, who's just been appointed, he said. Privilege to have been given the opportunity to work with the club I've supported all my life. So there you go. <laughs> he's earned it. You know what I mean? He's a blue and he's went away and he's pedigree. So yeah, he's got a CV to prove it. Yeah. yeah. He's gone out he's gone out and, and you know, earned the stripes, hasn't he? Yeah, and you know, you look at Tim Kyle, Paul and Greg, John, you know, you look at him, he has gone out and he's 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 gone out and learned to trade. And yeah. you know, if he comes back as Whatever he comes back into in the club this season, if yeah. these rumours are true, then you know he's gone out and earned his stripes. Yeah, he's he gone and got gone... a degree. He went to Harvard and everything. Mate. That's it. But he hasn't gone. Oh, it hasn't worked out for Tim. Let's just give him a job. Yeah, come in. Yeah, Tim. he hasn't got off you know of playing fucking the lowest league in the US and landed up the uh, French farmers. Is gives a job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, just... yeah, no, John. Overall, I think it's I think it's great news. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, we're all in agreement with that. Um, <laughs> get a bit of a change. Um, apparently, John Ebdel will take charge of the under 23s for the remainder of the season, so he's going to be covering that. Um, as you said, Lee, we don't know if other people are going to be going or not, but only time will tell, I suppose. Um, just moving on to some transfer rumours then. Everton are interested in Paul. Chelsea centre back by Colwell, who is currently on loan at Huddersfield. Uh, what we know about him, he's a 19 year old. And he's got a favoured left foot, so he's a left-sided central defender. Can also play left back if needed. So, what do you reckon about him? Yeah, he sounds uh, promising, doesn't he? From everything that I've read and seen so far, athletic centre back who can play in another position. I think that's always comes in handy if you can have a versatile player. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. I think the youth is going to be the route that Lampard tries to go down. Young athletic players, hungry players who want to play for Everton, who want to do well. So. That's a yes from me on that one. But I was actually knowing really that much about him, so I have to be honest. But, yeah, I'm quite happy with that one, if it's true. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm happy with that, mate. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. again, just get 
if the, you know, if you know, you look at what Lampard was trying to do when he was at Derby, and you know when he when he went to Chelsea and he brought the likes of Mason Mounts, and if he can make these type of plays play for Everton, then yeah, it's a yes from me. Definitely, Greg. Do you want to get in on that, mate? Yeah, just a, skept- a skeptical yes. Just yes, we need youth, and we need as long no, we need athletic young centre halves. Well, just athletic young players all over the pitch. Um, yeah. I'm not going to make too much of a judgment on him because I've, I've never watched him um, if I'm completely honest um, or he's but never he been really good I've seen him on the screen that we want though, doesn't he? you know it's that kind of mould that we want well, well that's a, that's the thing um, I still want to see us bring in a more experienced centre half um, just as athletic just as mobile but um, yeah. I'm all for it like it's, uh, Mason Holgate he came in from Barnsley uh, learn the job. He said some really good times, some really bad times, but uh, you have to have these players in and around your squad. Um, you have to give them the chances, you know. So I wouldn't. Yeah. I would, and if we signed him, I would probably say straight away that he is the answer. And I've always loved him and watched him for years. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see if Chelsea keep him because obviously they're losing Aspilicueta, Christensen, and Rudiger in the summer. So. Also, Leicester had a bit rejected by Chelsea in January for him. So, it'll be interesting to see if we can go on to him. Um, just moving on to another centre-back then. Um, according to Toffee Transfers on Twitter, uh, they say, as per in January, Evanoff speaking directly with James Tarkowski about a move in June. He'd leave Burnley on a free transfer. And Frank has indicated he wants two new centre-backs at the club. So, what do we reckon about Tarkowski? How old is he, John? Uh, I think he's about 29, you know. You know what, I'd... Regardless of his age, I it's a yes from me on that one. I I actually like James Tarkovsky. I know yeah. the argument is you know he's playing for Burnley and Burnley is shite and the below us and hopefully going to get relegated over us. So why would we go for the players like that? But I just you know again I think he's just playing with shite. But I think that Ben him and that Ben Me are actually really good. Yeah. But uh, he can only do so much, can't he? You know what I mean? But uh, he's got a bit of snide about him as well, isn't he? Yeah, me, yeah. He's been that with a Charleston really nearly wiped him out at Goodison. Um, <laughs> but he's a commanding centre half, which apart from Yeri Mina, we don't have. And yet we all know what Yeri Mina is. He can't be relied upon. Good player, like, but we can't rely on him. So yeah, and I think he is a bit of a captain type as well. So it's a it's a definite yes for me from Tarkovsky. I've been saying it for a while, mate. Sound mate, yeah. Great, Lee. Go on, Greg. Um yeah, I would have Tarkovsky. Um I would worry that he would uh, jump on him if, if things didn't go well too too quick for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because he'll get just beaten by a stick. He'll get a player, hopefully. Um, that's the way. In terms of who goes down, but um, it's we're in no we're in no position. Hey, I don't want a free Premier League centre half. I I want to go for this. I want to go for. Uh, this player in Spain, he's up and coming, twenty-four year old centre half. That only cost us fifty-five million. We're well out of that game now. Um, yeah. So you have to be smart. And if you've got, you know, how to battle in the Premier League, uh, again, you look at that United game. How well we look. It could be Frank's thing. Maybe his his for uh, building the team over the next two years. Certainly, if you're going to get guys on, they can they can defend well in the low block. He's he's up there, isn't he? Yeah, he's never in that Burnley team. He's always under pressure. Um, he'll fit him well here. Believe it. Definitely. Yeah. 
know. Yeah, it's a, it's a yes for me as well, with just the fact that, you know, he's Premier League proven. And I just think, you know, you look at our defence at the minute and the way we played, when the chips are down, the whole team staff, you know, he's just he's busy at the minute because of the position that he's in. Um, but yeah, again, bit of experience, Premier League proven. You know, we yeah. might help the lads, you know, we'll have the young lads coming through as well. Well, it, well it, what's interesting about this is um, he made his debut for Burnley coming on as a first half uh, for Michael Keane. So, yeah, says, that says it all, doesn't it? Play <laughs> for England, doesn't he, as well, Tarkovsky, if I can remember rightly. Yeah, I think he has, mate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but not, it, that, mate, not that that makes a difference, like, but I'm just saying, he has yeah. actually played for England. Yeah, yeah, so, as Paul said, a bit of a snide, a bit like Brownie, so, yeah, it's a yes from me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another transfer rumour is Fabian Ruiz from Napoli, a Spanish midfielder. Anyone know much about him? Only off football manager, mate. He's a crack and sign on football manager. But uh, from what I know, as I say, football manager, I've seen him a couple of times. He's like a versatile midfielder where he can sit in front of the back four and he can also play as like a 10 as well, I think, like an attacking midfielder. Yeah. Obviously, he's Spanish, so he's, still, he's good on the ball. Um. His passing range is good. I think he's. I don't know about his goals and assists, but I think they've been better this season than they have been in previous seasons. But I was reading the report before we came on to do the podcast that the Napoli fans think he's sort of down to us on them because he wanted to move to Newcastle in January. All right. So it's a bit of they're giving him a bit of grief at the moment, like. But yeah, yeah, I think that is the type of player we need to be looking at for for midfield, in my opinion. Like, well, it's not people going go ahead, mate. Sorry. Yeah, no, I've got a soft spot for Natalie, uh, for Natalie, for Napoli because, um, as <laughs> I said, no, I've got a soft spot for them. You know, I think when because uh, I've got friends over there who support Napoli, they were all over the moon when Alan was coming to the Premier League and just said, like, you know, his passion, he wants to, he'll, he'll run for a dead ball. He, he just wants to win every ball, and you know, I think Alan has been a bit of a success for us. You know, again, he's just playing. He's every who he's played around over the last season and that. Um, so anyone from Napoli is a yes from me straight away because, you know, they are fighting for the title this season. You know, he's a first-team player. So I think yeah. you have to be hard as nails to play for them as well, don't you, Lee? Well, mate, you know what? They're, they're one of them clubs, aren't you, with the horses yeah. and all that. Yeah, but, you know, the you know, more passionate. You know, they, they, they remind me, they are like the like the poor version in Italy. Do you know what I mean? They are like the, the common club. They mm-hmm. are like one on their own and... You know, they see themselves like us, and we see. You know, when I compare us to them, you know, and the way the passion is with the fans, and you know, I just think um, if if players do sound down to us, then you know they will be ousted out pretty quick. Yeah. So yeah, you know, and then as Spaniards, you know, look what Arteta did for us. Let's hope this fella yeah. can come in and we can have another star like him. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm all for that, mate, as well. Yeah. You know, but we get yeah. linked with every single player, don't we? We get linked with every single player. Yeah. So we'll just see. We'll just see what happens. Well, we definitely need to bolster the midfield, especially if we're losing Delph. Like, so hopefully we can come in and fill that spot. <laughs> Ultimately, though, I think if this guy has the traits, if he's if he's ener- if he's mobile, energetic, um, physical, and and can pass a ball on on like half hour midfield, you know, I, I think I think it has to be a yes. But again. We're not in a position where we can turn our nose down at any sort of player if they have if they have the fundamental traits, as I said, they can come in and then help the team in any way. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. we're not coming on the challenge challenge. Hopefully we are challenged up where you get but being the realist, you know, 
if we can just improve in anything we have, and and if he's built off physically, why not? Because Lampard, what he's done with a couple of the players coming in that we thought were dead in the water, if he yeah. can help mold these players and his coaching staff, they be something useful for the club, and why not? You know, yeah. Yeah. Just touching Definitely. on that as well, mate. I think, you know, we can be linked with all these players, but again, what we've lacked over the last few years is balance. You know, it's all right getting all these players in, but they've all got to work as a team. So, that's it, mate. We've suffered the last couple of years, well, maybe even longer. With, you know, I think it's the worst thing you can label out of professional footballers that they don't care and they've down tools and they're not asked. But I think you can say that about a lot of these haven't played over the last few years. So I think we've got to you've got to make sure they're the right character and they actually want to play for Everton and do well. Yeah. You know I mean? Well, that's it. You know, we haven't had like you know you look at the leaders that we had. You know, the likes of Phil Neville, Jackie Elke. You know, even Arteta Kale. These were all like big. Even you know, Arteta Kale, you know what you I mean? Know, exactly. Exactly. Like, a brick wall for you. Exactly, but you know the, these. I just remember, just always remember going and you know going back when uh, we, we we had a good record at City, and. Um, it was half time at the Etihad, and I think it was the day when uh, Moyes and Mancini went head to head with each other. And at half time, you could see like uh, Kale and Arteta walking with their arms around each other, Jaggy Elkin and Baines just walking with their arms around. They were all mates, do you know what I mean? They were all like they, they played for each other. And I think over the last few years, it's just been like so like an individual performance. Well, you know, I haven't you know, gone away from Ever- we've gone away from Everton, haven't we? Yeah, we have, mate. That's we what have. I've. Whatever you know, that means. So people will be listening going, well, you don't win nothing, but, you know, we were always like, we always fought for everything and that's like, that's what we need to get back to. Yeah. But that's, yeah. but that's the thing too there. And we individuals, you look, you look across that team, the majority of them's individuals, you know, there's, there just doesn't seem to be that. I mean, like we're in this together. Now we did see a bit of it on uh, Man United. I was, I was, I, I was absolutely loving it. I think that was one of the things that excited me more. Than anything was that they played as a unit. They worked hard for each other. They bled for each other. They got stuck in. They defended each other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they worked as a cohesive unit. I say there's been no cohesion in our team for far too long. And oh, yeah. I've, I've listened to other podcasts and it says like Kuman knocked that out of the squad, but you can't put that in one man. There's different players. There's something badly wrong there, and hopefully they they can rectify it because it's it's been eaten away. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Right, moving on to uh, looking at the Leicester game next Wednesday then. Um, Lampard said last week he's hopeful to have Yeni Mina back for that game. So does he start right away for you? or And, and, and if so, who would you dislodge after the new performance? 100% for me. Um, I would have him straight on because it's not where we've been looking at the squad and wondering what other shit show is coming in because of their form and that for the last few months. It's a case of, yeah, is better than Michael King. Yerry Mina is better than Maisel Holgate. Yerry Mina is better than Bear Godfrey. Yerry Mina is better than Branthwaite. He's the focal point in that defensive. He is our one percentage and everything is much, much better with him on it. Yeah. Personally, it's a, it's a, and out of Godfrey yeah. beside him. Yeah, it's a massive yes from me. And I just think if we can just get 90 minutes out of him against Leicester and then he's injured for the derby, I'd rather play him for Leicester than I was at Liverpool because we've got more chance of beating Leicester than we have going to Anfield. And I just think, yeah. and I've said this, I've been saying this for weeks, the likes of Yeremina and Delph, we've got to pick our battles, choose our battles with these type of players because we don't know if they're going to last the full game and we don't know how long they're going to be out if they don't last the full game. Yeah. So, 
you know, I'd throw Yanni Mina straight in. I think it'll lift everyone because he, he is a he, he's a great he's a great character within the within the, the camp. You can see that. Um, and if we can get, because to me, if we can if we beat Leicester and hopefully you know Burnley another defeat from them, you know we're starting. We just need to bridge that gap. And I just think Yanni Mina. I feel more confident when he starts. Yeah. Well, you, you just look at that video of him in the tunnel the other day. I mean, it just shows you what kind of character he is and what a leader he is. So, yeah, he's massively important. What I'm saying is, is that if, if this week could be, if we're looking ahead, then if Burnley are away at West Ham, if West Ham beat Burnley, then that game on Wednesday, it's already massive, but that could be the game that gets yeah. us out of it. It could yeah. be. So, you play your best players and Yeri yeah. Mina is our best defender. So yeah. that's yeah. a potential cup final on Wednesday. Who, who if the results go our way. Who would you take out the back four? Keane. Keane. <laughs> but do you know what though? Do you know what as well? You know, I think, you know, and as much as Moyes and professionally and all that, he will want to beat Burnley for us on Sunday. He will. He will well, just lost the last game as well. So the one thing exactly. Moyes when he was ever managed, if he ever had a bad result, he, he very rarely follows it up with another one. Yeah. I know people people will probably come at me and go, oh, what about this game? What about that? Fair enough, but from my memory he always we always sort of dug in that game after, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. I think I think with Leicester too, their eyes are firmly fixed in this uh, conference cup. They're fly, they're flying off the uh, Eindhoven. So, you know, ultimately they beat Eindhoven, they're in the semi final of European competition. They're safe in the Premier League. There's a yeah. mental factor there with those players. They don't want to be playing the Premier League, they want to be playing in Europe. You know, like every player. Yes, yeah. it's the bread and butter. They play in the league in the, the Premier League as the pinnacle and league Leicester, Leicester won't have their eye on that game the way they yeah. would have if it was just in or whatever. Do you know what I mean? They're they're not yeah. gathering points. Yeah. They're safe. What I will say about sorry about Wednesday is, is that it's probably the first time since the beginning of the season. Now at the beginning of the season we we'd had COVID the year before, so we we couldn't go to the game, so it was all a bit shit, wasn't it? Let's be honest. But this is, I was looking forward to the first game of the season, obviously. That was great. But the rest of the season has been awful. This is the first time in a long in about six months that I've actually looked forward to going to match next yeah. week. I cannot wait to get back in there. And that's the way it should be. We should be looking forward to Everton games. It shouldn't be like this. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm actually really excited for it and bring it on. Let's let's do them. Like I'm excited for the night game at the at Goodison. It's always brilliant. So yeah. yeah, and then, you know what, Paul? You know, I think that break the other week with the international break, I think we've uh, I've seen a difference. You know, breed of Everton come back, and I thought the West Ham game. You know, we were unlucky. I thought, I thought, you know, they were there for the taking at one Mistakes, point. Mistakes, it? It was mate, and you know, but the, the the fight was there. And I've always said I don't mind seeing us get beat if we fought for it, if we worked hard. Yeah. And then, like the West Ham was the start. I thought Burnley. Again, just massive mistakes, but we were fighting. They were fighting. They were, you know, there was hard tackles going in. You could see the frustration when, like, I thought, I think a Wobi, a Wobi for me is just being like a new player. And then, you know, we, we reaped the rewards on the weekend, you know, and it was like we've huffed and huffed. And then Safi pays off. And that's, if we can play like that next Wednesday, Paul, then again, it's going to be some night in Goodison again. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It makes sense yeah. to say it, it goes back. As I say, if, if West Ham beat Burnley, then we can win and go seven points clear. It's like a cup final. It really is. Yeah, massively. Definitely, yeah. And, you know, how many, you know, the relief that we'd all feel if that happened next week. And yeah. Again, you know, it's, as it works in our favours this week because 
you know, we have got another 10-day gap of not playing football, so it's just more more tactics on the training ground, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Um, I just want to touch on Calvert-Lewin as well before the game, because obviously he's had a lot of criticism, hasn't he? So, would you start Calvert-Lewin for the Leicester game? Um, would you Would you just carry on, you know, and persist with him and hope that his form changes? I'd start him. I would. I'd I'll start jump him. in here. Yeah, I'll jump in here because... Need you know when the chips are down, you know the pressure's on them straight away when they're not scoring goals. But you've just got to keep playing them because once he scores, I think he'll be off, he'll be off, he'll be up and running, and I think no one will feel the relief more than him. Yeah. But yeah. again, you know, you can't call him no, because that, of what's yeah. going on outside. Of, you know what, whatever goes on outside is like I don't care what it's goes amazing. on. You can wear a skate running around Goodison Park as long as he scores goals. I don't really care. Yeah. I really don't. You know, but every striker goes through a drought. Every striker, you know, and but you keep playing them. You keep playing them because you know what they're capable of doing. Yeah. And you know, to me, Calvert Lewin was a massive, massive asset in that game against Newcastle Goodison the other week. He changed that, and you know, he was a pest. He was an absolute pest, and you know, it it paid off when Coleman did win that ball because that touch from Calvert Lewin. You know. Yeah. Game set and match. What so, I will say, yeah. my everyone who knows me off the spaces will know, and Graham's the same. We defend Calvert Lewin all the time. He's made it hard for us the last few, well, since he's come back from injury. But I think it's terrible, me personally, that people can say he doesn't care and he's down to. I think that's a really shocking thing to say about that lad because, like I said yeah, earlier on, when we, when we started, he's, he's run around for Everton for years. You know, he's he's put in a hundred percent. He looks to yeah. me like he's carrying a bag of potatoes on his back at the moment. He just looks yeah. unfit. He doesn't look. He just doesn't look like he trusts his body to me. Yeah, but he feels he's probably... goal. We've got to stick yeah. by him. Listen, he's one of our own. This kid. I know we bought him for Sheffield United, but he's been here since he was eighteen, nineteen. Let, let's just get behind him. We've got to try and get behind him. We yeah, can't but... just throw him under the bus like we do with a lot of strikers. We can't do it. No, and no one's just... probably feeling the pressure more than him. He probably wants to score that, and he's probably putting himself under more pressure wanting to do that. Yeah, massively. It just did chip in there too. And I brought it up on the last podcast, but uh, I was off because I wouldn't even want to listen to me. But <laughs> um, ultimately, with Calvert Lewin, you know, I think as a fan base, and I, mean, I meant this respectfully then, and I mean it respectfully now, but I, th- I think some of our fans were so, as I was saying earlier, we're, we've been hurt by things and we're emotionally reacting to things, but really short sighted. Look what he's done over the last five years. Not the last two years, three, four, five years. Like, even he, Sandro, like, we'll not even go there. But you had Sandro, he was playing up front by Rooney. But then he was keeping everybody else out of every other striker. People were saying it was a shame that we had to play a kid up top who has to run around who can't score. He's yeah. developed this game. He's grew and grew and grew. Now, this injury is, has to still be in his head. They said it was that bad that the, you know, the muscle came off the bone. Even mm-hmm. you're saying he needs he needs a goal. Yes, I agree. He needs a goal. But I think he needs to mentally get into the zone in a game where he doesn't even think about it. Now again, I can only I can only make a hypothetical point where it is in his head at times because it would be with those players. Look how long it took Gomez to actually put in a combat of performance in midfield after that leg break. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think he has to get to that zone where he maybe gets through a game and he'll turn around him. I didn't even think about that injury once. And then, if it hasn't came then, you'll know he can go out and be in that serious zone. Not yeah. that it hasn't been serious, but you know what I'm saying? That next level, that elite level, 
ice ice man, you know, mindset where well, he can go out and he, he will throw himself on yeah. and he, he will take the hits and the goals will come. I really do believe because if he was in this form at Arsenal or if he was in this form for Leicester or anybody else, we'd be saying they want shot of him. I'd take a punt on him. Do you know what I'm saying? He's better with us. I think we're better yeah, with him. He's him. coming under a lot of like criticism at the moment for silly things, though. You know, I like the, the magazine. I don't know why it winds people up. Listen, if it winds you up, then fair enough. But me personally, it doesn't wind me up what he does off the pitch. I couldn't care less. But like, I've heard people saying he didn't celebrate with the team when we scored, and he didn't celebrate with Mina in the tunnel. So he'd actually they're actually looking for Dominic Calvert Lewin and what he's not doing now. Just get off his back. We've but got to rely on him. He? He, he's got to get us out of this trouble. He, it's going to well, be him and Richarlison, Gray and Gordon. They're going to score the goals. We we, we need them. We we actually need them. Well, I, I sorry, Bernie. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, John. Can I just weigh on on that? I just want to say though. But why would he high five me now? Because he came off that pitch and you seen his face. Now he was aggroing stuff and how he takes that and who gives it. It's nothing to do with me. But if I was Dominic Calvert Lewin and I put in that performance while the rest of my team were fighting like that. Now, be it he's able to or not, I wouldn't be happy in my performance. And no harm, Yerry Mina coming up going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm upset with myself. I didn't exactly. do what I knew I can. And exactly. I'm not happy. I'm sorry if I'm not all high fives. That, that doesn't, a high well, five with Yerry Mina saying, doesn't make, her, doesn't make or break a player, though, you know? saying that he doesn't care. I, I think it's a terrible yeah. thing to say about him. Massively. Yeah, I I think, well, that, that, that's what we're saying for weeks, though. The, the terrifying thing is it's not that they don't care. It's that they haven't been good enough, i.e. Yeah, exactly. how they've been coached or they've lost confidence or they're just maybe they've been playing above their level. And that's what more that's more terrifying than players that don't care because you can start caring at the, at the click of a finger. Yeah. If your ability's not there, that's the worrying thing. But I don't mind yeah. that, he, that he's sulking after games where he's played shite because you know why? I was sulking that he played shite because even Brownie, he touched on it. Now, you tend to hit it more than me. For a long while, I couldn't even go into a space without my name being called out. Yeah. <laughs> saying, here he is, they defend Calvert Lewin. You know what I mean? It's bouncing back. I just think you're spot on what you said earlier on. It's like, it's short termism. And people think, well, he hasn't done nothing for 11 games or whatever it is. Well, Let's blame him. We've seen the progression of this kid. And I'm sorry to keep going on about him, but I remember us playing under Marco Silver and we beat Arsenal and Man United in a week. And he got man of the match twice and he didn't score a goal. Now, coming out of Goodison, people were saying, we need a goal scorer. This kid can't score goals. Yeah. Twelve months later, he's got twenty-three goals in the season, well, and now it's he doesn't work hard enough. So, yeah, what as a fan base, what what is it that we actually want? We're not yeah, going we to go out by eleven. We're not going to go out by Lewandowski and Benzema and all that. It's not going to happen. So, yeah, I think we just look. I just think. I just think we we look at the weakest player and we blame him because we've got we're that frustrated. We just look at the point. Yeah. We just want to blame someone. No, I get that as well. I do. I get it. Listen, I'm not slagging people off. By no, no, no. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but I just, I just don't think it's fair to, to say that he doesn't care. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he's well, a professional. Look, know, earlier on today, right? And it says here, um, if you look at some of the best goal scoring seasons for these players, uh, Ronaldo, Bale, Benzema, Drogba, Shevchenko, Inzaghi, and Calvert Lewin, the common denominator is Carlo Ancelotti. So, is it possible that we have seen his best goal return already? Possibly, yeah, maybe, yeah. But you've got to remember what the team he's playing in as well, though, haven't we, John? You know what I mean? Yeah. Can we can we afford for a striker to just stand there and do nothing up front? He's got to work hard because the rest of the t- the components in the team are not functioning properly. You know, you just look at it. You just go. You just touch base from last day. You just touch base from last week when we played Burnley. You know, we did work hard, 
and the mistakes cost us. And what was more frustrating is, you know, I was that annoyed because if we're putting a shift in like that, with um, the silliest mistakes are costing us, we're just not good enough. Yeah. You know, and, that, and that's what I was, I wasn't slagging any individual player off. You know, these are all professional Premier League footballers. And if we're turning up to Burnley, and at one point we, we were in control of that game, and then to let the game grow. And what Sean Dyke said, he was completely right. Do you know what I mean? He was spot on because Burnley were there for the taking. Yeah. You know, and I just think, you know, these players are just not good enough. But then, three sleeps later, we're, you know, we're playing against Man United and we're like a total different team. Well, that might have spared them on, listen to you. Do you know what I mean? Him saying that yeah. might have spared them on. That might yeah, have been and the I team think, Paul, you know, and yeah. as I say, mate, I'm not out. Exactly, exactly, mate. And I just think, you know, at the end of the day, we've just got it. You know, they've just, this is the team. We've got to rely on these group of players to keep us up. And yeah. The last three performances that I've seen have been the best three performances that I've seen for a long, long time. You know, and, you know, I'll include the Newcastle at Lampard. Said he can't change it within a few weeks, you know, and he's only been here a couple of months. And we're seeing now, we're seeing them fight. We're, we're, we're noticing small changes each game, yeah, you know. And I just think that night the other week, like that Newcastle game, <laughs> you can't write it. I still get butterflies when I think about it. Just everything that happened in that night from that fella tying himself to the post, from that fella webbing, that, that you, know, <laughs> you know, and I just think, you know, I just it was just another crazy night in Goodison. And, then we had the break. You know, everyone was buzzing about the break. We played West Ham. Tough game, tough team, and it's a tough ground to go to. And, you know, it's getting better. And I just hope now if we can get another back-to-back, if we can get a back-to-back win with United and Leicester, then I think... Yeah, We haven't put two games together, have we, since no. the first five games of the season, was it? No, so just, just the that confidence night. that two wins on the bounce would do would it, this team it'd elevate this team in my opinion. Massive. Listen, I'm confident now. Listen, it could all go shit up because, like I say, the name of the podcast Everton aren't we? You just wouldn't put it past us. But <laughs> just, um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm positive going into next week, which is for me. He's all know me from the spaces, and that I'm I'm very really positive. So bring them on, let's have it. Just to, just to as well though, John. Just to bring bring a Calvert Lewin under Ancelotti. Uh, stat, uh, but even at that, regardless of if, if people think that's his best goal return, or even if it is his best, I'm not ready to give up on it yet. No, I, I'm not. I'm I'm not ready to say to myself, right? We've had Calvert Lewin, and he's gone now in Lampard's first season. Okay. I really want to see what he can do next year. He's 24. We can't give up on the 24. percent, man. Yeah, there's more to. I just mean ultimately though, have we seen his best goal return? I just I, I, I can't buy into that and say say yes because I, I just really think there's so much more to he's not just a header of the ball. Like we even remember the overhead kick against Arsenal. He has stuff in his game. We just have to find a way that the team can perform correctly at the back, linking into the midfield, working together and playing up front. And I even said in the last pod, Calvert Lewin again needs to be needs to adapt to this to this team and I believe he will you know but it's just going to take time and and we're, we're seeing so much shit over the pitch and it's just thrown at him you know it just it's fucking it, it does get to me at times it really does yeah definitely mate um, I'll just throw you a little random stat head to head against Leicester since 1908 we won 44 through 33 and lost 38 so 
the head-to-head stats suggest that it's fairly even with Everton just edging it slightly. Um, obviously, Leicester will play two games before we play them, bearing in mind, as you said earlier, they go to PSV and Newcastle beforehand. So, do you reckon that helps us or will it go against us if they beat Newcastle? I think it's a toss of a coin, isn't it? Because the momentum could keep them going. But I think ultimately with the players that we have, I think it can help us because I think our players will be charged in the fact that Delph should be fit to play. He should be rest, rested and all the pain should be out of him. Same with Coleman. He can work. He can have seen Ben Godfrey and, and Michael Keane and what they have done well. And he can uh, take them through what they've done. And uh, show them how to improve and, and, and how, to, how to go forward then against Leicester. We've got yeah. the time to do their homework, basically. And we've got the time for the more injury-prone pl- prone players to get fit. Again, Yerry Mina coming in too. It's just it's an a few days treatment. I just I really do think it's in our benefit. And as I said before, Leicester, if, if they beat Eindhoven now, they're going to have that semi-final. And if they lose, they're going to be deflated. They're not going to lose to PSV Eindhoven and then come back and say, right, we're going to take on Everton now. They're fucked. Do you know what I mean? I, I really do. It's it's in our favour. Yeah, I think from a Leicester point of view, I think always hear footballers say they'd rather play games than train. So they might see it as like a good thing. But I think it'll benefit us for tactics wise and stuff that. But you know, we haven't got a game. For what what will be eleven days since Man United? So, yeah. but yeah, no, I think it could work in our favour. Yeah, let's hope so. Anyway, listen, I'm, we're all glad of the break this week, aren't we? I, I, well, I am personally. I'm. I'm all right with it. We're having having a bit of time off, just so you know. Lampard's got longer on the training field with the players, so yeah, I think it could work in our favour, mate. Yeah, I wish he had taken them away. You know, I really wish he had taken them even they even to Spain for five days to go and just do some warm weather training, just a big push before the end of the season again. Get that bonding happening. Get seeing what Deli Ali can do. Knowing they're living on top of each other for a couple of days, yeah, like we've all. We've all been in stag dues and stuff. You go away with a complete stranger, three days getting melted with a guy, and he's your best mate <laughs> for life. You know what I mean? Well, there was you know. a picture of uh, Frank Lampard with Ed Sheeran having a drink, so maybe. Yeah, yeah, seen that today. It was a mad one, that one. Yeah, he should have took the rest of them with him, shouldn't he? He's an Ipswich fan, isn't he? Is he? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Ipswich. Yeah. Looks like a gig's on the horizon at Bramley Moor then for Ed Sheeran, doesn't it? Yeah. Um. So, do we reckon then this is a must win game for us then? Because obviously we've got Liverpool and Chelsea coming up and. And uh, Leicester away after that as well. So is this a must-win game for us? I think it depends on Sunday. Wait, I've said it before. How West Ham get on against Burnley? If West Ham can beat Burnley at the London Stadium, then you know if we win, then uh, you know I don't want it to come back and bite me on the ass. Like, but seven points with what six games to go? I think yeah. it'd be hard to turn that one around, in my opinion. Like, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually Bernie, I disagree. I actually disagree with the F. I think it's a cup final. I really no, do. No, I, 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 I do. Yeah, I have said that before earlier on. Do it. I think it is a cup final. Yeah. I, go back I, I think I think we can't even look below us. I think we just have to keep focused on who's in front of us and just tr- get in the mindset that right, we need to we need to get at Leeds. Look at Leeds is run on. You know, yeah. we can get at them. We shouldn't be worrying about Burnley. And I know they're on our coattails, they're hanging on, and we're aware that they're there. But Fuck it. They, regardless, it'll become a bigger game if if they get a result against West Ham. But we do, we we yes, we have. But no, we just full focus on. We we, we keep talking about we're due a performance where we smash someone, we embarrass someone. Excuse me. And it has to come, and 
I'm not saying it will well come, but the fight that I seen from that club against Man United was a different team. Yeah. Yeah. Whether they're able to bottle that and, and drink shots at till till Wednesday is another question altogether. But you know, we just you know what I'm saying. We, we need to be just pinpoint sight on that and just go for it. I yeah. would really. Because you know what, see, see if we go out, and I doubt we will because that Goodison crowd is ferocious the best of times. On a night game, when the, when the chips chips are down, oh my God, it is going to be electric. Everyone is on site after that United game. So if the players come out deflated, there'll be serious questions asked. But if they respond to what the crowd are giving them, you know, Leicester are going to be on for a, a fucking hell of a time, really. How about you, John? What do you think? Yeah, well, I just hope that, um, you know, if, if we get beat by, well, I hope that we beat Leicester, obviously, but if we get beat by Liverpool and Chelsea and Leicester away, I just hope then we don't slip into the bottom three after that because I don't think that, you know, we can recover from that. So I think this is a must-win game for me, mate, definitely. Yeah. Um, what do we have then, score predictions? Just before we finish off then, score predictions to the Leicester game. Shall I go first? Go ahead, mate. Yeah, go for it, Bernie. 2-1 Everton. Yeah, great. I'm going 3-1, Everton. I just think it's all going to come together. I really do. And I think it's going to be an hour. It will be masterclass in that midfield. It will be, Neil. No, no, this this will be more aggressive. I think we're going to have the Wobinator this time. <laughs> well, you know what? Leicester will be looking at, you know, our last couple of games and, and singling him out as the danger man, won't he? So they'll be, they'll be looking at the tape and he's been our, our most creative player for the last three games or so. So, yeah, you know he'll be he'll be massively important. What, and, you, John, what, what score do you think, John? So I think it'll be. Uh, I'm going for two nil, mate. Two nil, eleven. Up the toffees. Up the blues. So, boys, listen. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, you know, appreciate you getting in again. We seem to have lost Lee about five minutes ago, but luckily enough, we're near the end anyway. Unless you yeah, want to play I'd just like time. to say, nice one for the, um, setting it up, boys. This uh, podcast. We're just normal lads off Twitter. We just decided to do a podcast together. That's all it is. So, yeah, nice one. Yeah, no yeah, worries. 100%. Appreciate I'll see you getting on, boys. minutes in a space, more likely. Yeah, yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Until Have next time, boys. Up the toffees, lads. All the best. Up the toffees.